Hello and welcome to episode 302 of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host Madeline Moon and today we are talking all about dreams. Do you know what your dreams represent? Do you know what your dreams mean to you? Did you know that dreams can essentially be a way that you manifest what it is that you want in your future? How you want your reality to be? Anything you want to call into your life, a partner, a new business idea, abundance, travel, you can begin to create this as your new reality in your dream state. You can have eight or nine hours, or if you're someone who doesn't sleep too much, five hours of essentially manifestation time. And most of us do not know how to harness the power of our dreams because we grow up thinking that dreams are just this really weird thing we do whenever we shut our eyes and drift off into sleep. But that's not the case. Dreams are actually deep subconscious messages that we are either um, falling into, so something that is happening to us, our subconscious exploring something, or lucid dreaming where it's something we are controlling, something we are creating. And lucid dreaming isn't something that's just for the few people who decide they want to embark on that quest. It's actually something that anyone can learn how to do. It just takes time and a little discipline and some meditation, really. So today, we are being blessed with Diana Magic, who is a mentor, a dream worker, a facilitator, and modern-day mystic. Using a blend of ancient and modern practices, Diana helps to bring to life the forgotten gift of divine power that resides within every human. Through her courses, retreats, and personal mentorship, Diana aims to assist in reconnecting you with your innate power, intuitive wisdom, and magic essence to manifest what you truly desire and deserve. Working within the dream realm and the waking world, Diana takes you on a powerful journey inwards and teaches you how to stand in your true power and awaken from within as you explore and experience life to your full capacity as a human being. Teaching breathwork, dream symbology, meditation, ceremonial practices, and ancient wisdom, her desire is to bring into the sh- bring light into the shadows, giving you access to the true gifts of living a heart-centered life as you become an empowered empath and an intuitive human is her mission. Ah, I had such a wonderful time with Diana. She is a really down-to-earth soul that has access to these ancient modalities and it, it just how her bio says is she can bring this modern quality to the ancient and that's so true and you'll feel that from Diana spending this next hour with her before we go to the interview I have made a stay-at-home resource guide for anyone who desires to have a few embodiment practices to partake in during the quarantine. It's called the Quarantine Cocoon, a stay-at-home resource guide. If you would like to check that out, you can go to maddiemoon.com forward slash cocoon. And within that PDF, you will see embodiment practices. You'll see books you can check out. You'll see some people that I really want you to know about. And I talk and write a little bit about the art of being creative during this cocooning time, this quarantine cocoon time, and how you can be creative without necessarily forcing yourself to be productive. 
And after listening to this episode and any other episodes you hear on the podcast, if your interest is piqued and you want to take advantage of having a single session with me to go into your feminine and your masculine and maybe do an embodiment practice or look at this idea that you want to bring to fruition, maybe a business, you want to be a coach yourself, you want to heal some of the beliefs that have been holding you back from being a mom or being a wife or being a partner or entering polyamory instead of monogamy or vice versa or exploring your sexuality any of these things we can go into in our one-on-one time together if you want to do a one-on-one session with me which is the bread and butter of what I provide and where the real magic happens as much as I love podcasting so much magic happens within the one-on-one time I spend with my clients You can sign up for a time with me by emailing me at hello at maddiemoon.com or going to my coaching page and filling out an application there. Either way works for me since I am doing single sessions right now or for anyone who's looking to do the long-term work, you can get all the testimonials of clients I've worked with in the past, helping them uh, create the confidence that they need to move from one country to another country that they've been dying to explore or build that coaching practice they've been creating in the closet and they're ready to come out and share it with the world and or maybe creating the relationship of your dreams. And when I say create the relationship of your dream, I don't mean a perfect relationship. I mean a relationship that provides for you love and growth and support and partnership and finding ways to put yourself out there into those positions to make that happen. Now, at the time that I am doing this podcast, we are still in quarantine, so I don't necessarily mean going out to a bar and meeting someone. I don't know when that will come to fruition, but there are ways that you can still energetically put yourself out there um, as love, in devotion to love, which may manifest in creating a partnership you desire or it may manifest in creating more partnership with yourself either way the work that I do helps you enter further and further into spirit into love into what you already are but stripping down the layers of the egoic beliefs or the ways that you play small or the ways that you white knuckle grasp things in life that aren't meant to be yours because something bigger is waiting for you that is the work that we do If you're interested in that, email me hello at maddiemoon.com or go again to my website maddiemoon.com forward slash coaching to read testimonials and fill out an application there. That's all I'll share today. I think you're in for a huge treat learning all about dreams and the magical interpretations that only Diana can provide. So let's head on over and listen to this fabulous episode with Diana Magic. And we are here back on the Mind Body Musings podcast with our guest of today, Diana Magic. It is so good to see your beautiful face. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. How's Boulder doing right now? Actually, I don't really know. I get the news from my neighbor because I don't watch the news. Really? (laughs) Yes, I'm that person. Um, Yes, I, it's, we get infiltrated with a lot of stuff. So I really try to not watch. I don't even own a TV. 
I know you can get everything online, but I hear that it's getting worse. And my neighbor said it was mandatory that you have to wear a mask if you go into town. But some other people said it was just a suggestion, highly suggested. Yes, a yeah. suggestion. Well, yes. So before we hit record, I was just telling Diana how incredibly, um, like, I don't even know what, like glowy you are, glowy, cheery, radiant. Yeah, you're just so beautiful. I just want to worship you. You're one of those women I'm like constantly <laughs> worshiping from afar. And it makes sense. You're not constantly filling your day with news. You're like protecting, not that filling your day with news is bad necessarily if you're intentional about your sources and how much you expose yourself to. But I also honor you for not even having a TV and just really keeping that space clear and intentional for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say it could sound like I like I don't give a hoots about what's actually going on in the world. And it's not at all that. Like I I understand and put myself into a lot of the stuff that's like behind like I understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I do a lot of research, but I don't watch the news in terms of, oh, now this is happening and now these cases are going. It's more from a broader perspective. So I'm not completely ignorant, but <laughs> I choose, not. I'm very selective with what I choose to put into my field because I become that. I'm super sensitive with, you know, due to the work that I do. I, it will just, it will change my mood if I sit and watch something for, for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I am the most excited to have you on the podcast talk about is dreams. I have never had anyone on the podcast before in six years of having the show to talk about the meaning of our dreams and what our dreams signify. I know. And over the past year since I've I wouldn't even say year. I think I just said that to say that. It's actually been more like four months. I think over the past four months, I have had- What is time? What is time anyways? Who, who gives a fuck anymore? I, I started diving incredibly deep into my uh, writing, my passion for writing again. I was doing morning pages and uh, I've been writing screenplays and just coming back to writing for pleasure, not writing for business. And ever since I started doing that, I've, I've been- having really colorful dreams. And I've had dreams that were colorful all of my life and some of them very scary and some of them reoccurring, just really interesting themes that would come up quite often. But more recently over the past four months, every dream has felt really colorful and every dream has been some sort of adventure. And I don't know if it also has to do with me being in my Saturn return that just began. And so, I mean, and also then there's like what's happening in the world, of course. So there's just a lot happening. And every time I get on social media, people are writing, oh my God, are you all having crazy dreams right now? So this just seems like the perfect time to be looking at what does our dream life mean? Where do our dreams come from? And how can we use our dreams to actually to move forward? Because that's another thing I think a lot of people are not experiencing, including myself, is is like waking dreams too. All of life feels like it's kind of on pause right now. We can't be making plans necessarily, like concrete plans, but this also is a beautiful time to metaphorically dream of what kind of world we want to create. So there's two two threads of dreams that we've got going on here, like the daytime dreaming of what do we want in our future and then the nighttime dreaming of what is being revealed to us. And they go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is a beautiful segue. Can you please mm-hmm. share with us a little bit about what our dream state, nighttime dream state, uh, means and signifies and where does it even come from? 
where it comes from is like asking where the universe comes from. That I don't have the answer for. But what I can tell you is that the true reason why we dream at night is to create our waking reality. So the dream world is actually this, you can look at it as this mysterious parallel reality that where first it happens in the dream and then it happens here. And most people are going to say that's a bunch of bokeh. But once, if you actually look at your, if you have a dream journal, you're into dreaming and you understand the symbolism and you'll be able to go back and say, oh yeah, I had this dream and then this happened. I had this dream and then this happened. Then the dots will start to connect. And um, so when we, you can look at it like how our language developed. You think about the man of my dreams or my dream job or my dream house, whatever it might be, or living your worst nightmare. It's because first we dream about it. To get the man of your dreams, you need to dream of that man because he is the man of your dreams. Mm. And then it happens here. And so there's a lot of hidden things within our language in general that we can look at. And dreams are no different. But we've been taught to not pay attention to our dreams because, you know, oh, it, uh, good thing that was just a dream. Like there's no such thing. But then let's say someone is to take a, go on a trip and they have a, a dream about an airplane crashing. Oh, well, then all of a sudden, maybe that was an omen. You know, all of a sudden there is some importance to it if, it if they can put it more into context and it relates more to the, a direct future. Luckily, everything is symbolism. So just because you dream of getting eaten by a tiger, you're not going to get eaten by a tiger. But there's a lot of symbolism in it. And so that's actually the true reason why we dream. It is to create our waking reality. Mm. And you dream. You dream even though you don't remember your dreams. I compare it to being blackout drunk on a night out. Just because you don't remember what you did doesn't mean you didn't do a whole lot. So that's interesting. You're saying it's, it's kind of the opposite of the way that I thought you're saying more that you have a dream and then something happens in your future. That's very yes. similar to what you experienced in your dream rather than, oh, something just happened in my past. And now I'm just, I mean, I'm sure it could be both, but yes, they go hand in hand. And it's, it's funny because ever since I was a kid and people would just, you know, we're fed up with this more Jungian approach to everything is a part of your subconscious. Everything is so uniquely um, if you're scared of this and that's why you're dreaming of this, but there is so much, there's a lot of universal language where people come to me and I, you know, they ask me about their dreams and they have no understanding of the symbolism, but I'm like, yeah, that, that is because you're experiencing this in your life. And so there is a part of, um, our past. If we don't deal with our past, then we're going to keep dreaming certain things we also inherit um, ancestral ways of dreaming. And so the way that our ancestors would dream, and that's how you see like addictions and certain things staying alive through generations. It is because we keep dreaming as they did. We uh, four generations down. And so there's so much to how our life evolves in that sense wait, and why it wait. does. So you're saying that my dreams today, and if I actually wrote down what some of the reoccurring themes are, and how my dreams go, they're very similar to the dreams that my mother had or my father had and then so on. So like my set of dreams and my family lineage could be different from your set of dreams and yours? Yes, because of what they lived. So let's say someone is dealing with uh, alcohol addiction, whatever the dreams might be that are keeping that alive, because if they dream of that, that's keeping that pattern 
alive than your, let's say your great uncle or someone was dealing with alcohol addictions. They would be having those, those dreams. The dream, the specifics of the dream might not be the same, mm-hmm. but the pattern that's creating your life is the same. Mm, okay. That's fascinating. So can you give us a little bit of a more tangible understanding on how we can manifest for a lack of a different way to put it, manifest what it is that we want in our life using our dreams. Ah, yes. And maybe what even how people, it's happened in your life. I would love to hear examples of how you do this as well. Um, yeah. So a lot of, you know, a lot of people want to lucid dream. The, I will mm-hmm. say not the point of dreaming is to lucid dream, but once you master lucid dreaming, that's when you can co-create in your dreams. Then you can really choose. If not, lucid dreaming then your subconscious is running the show and all the things that you're watching the things you're doing before you go to bed all those are keep they play on repeat and so in order to change your life you have to change your dreams now you can do that by being more conscious and aware of the things that you soak in during um waking life and or you can become lucid and then actually change the things that you want. And so it really depends. Like dream work truly is soul work. And most people just want to manifest and create, but we kind of have to empty out all this, the stuff that's stopping us from getting those things. And so I always say that manifestation is almost like if you got a cup of water and you really want orange juice, like if you just pour orange juice on top, you're not going to get, you're just going to get some flavored water. That's not really what you want. So you have to empty all the baggage, all of the the water, whatever it is that's stopping you from actually getting um, and being able to maintain what it is that you desire. And so there's so many, so much symbolism that's um, unique to what it is that you're wanting to create. But for example, I, um, a friend of mine, most people are scared of snakes. Let's go, let's go down this one. <laughs> most people are scared of snakes, especially when they dream of them. But in the dream world, Snakes really represent wisdom and healing. And so they're always there to help you, regardless of what you believe about snakes. And the most beautiful example I have is one of my friends who did not know anything about the symbolism. Um, She had called me at one point and hurt her neck. Um, And then a week later, she messaged me. I was like, "I I woke up from this horrible dream and there's this huge anaconda that was sneaking up on the left side of my neck and it was trying to get to me and I was like well last week when you hurt your neck what side of the neck did you hurt and she was like the left and that's because they come to actually help Mm. heal us in so many different ways so when I know this sounds kind of morbid and scary not morbid but scary and like wild to some people that are new to this but when animals bite us in the dream we merge with the energy and the energy is is healing and assisting us. And so for example, if she had actually let that snake bite her on the left side that she had hurt, she would have been healed. You can heal instantly overnight. Wow. Yeah. So much it's the dream world is so powerful. I mean as as I'm sure you've dove into many of the most powerful tools have been hidden from us for so long and we're always taught don't don't pay attention to that don't go down that route and so the power of dreams is insane like Mm -hmm. i i've seen it over and over and over the funniest thing is monkeys represent creativity arts joy (laughs) all things fun and i remember having a dream one night 
I woke up, it was like 3 a.m. and I had a, a dream about 15 gorillas just like being around me. And I was like, what is going on? I woke up in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. And then I wrote, like, I was so creative. It was not even funny. And it didn't even hit me in the moment. I created like an outline for uh, a course, for a retreat, for like, it, it just wow. like all just came through. And then as I, you know, I just went back to bed and was like, well, what was that? And then I realized, oh, wait, monkeys, creativity. And so it's just what we dream really happens. For most people, it doesn't happen that instantly. It takes about anywhere from the dream and up till nine, nine months. It's kind of like giving birth to that mm. dream. Well, one of the things you had just said was that we need to master lucid dreaming. Yes. How do you even start to have any control over your dreams? Because like, I would love to dream about monkeys and then wake <laughs> up and end up having like 15 new ideas for courses and retreats and such <laughs> that I'd like to make. How do I choose to have a monkey appear in my dream? Well, you know, there's simple things we can do before going to bed um, that will help program our subconscious. And one is some deep meditations. Um, where you just you focus on that or instead of scrolling Facebook create a Pinterest board or something of something that you really want to program into your mind you've probably experienced it before you you watch a movie about yeah. whatever dolphins before going to bed and all of a sudden you're dreaming about dolphins or Ozark and, so, and then you're dreaming about the cartel <laughs> that's what I've experienced recently <laughs> I don't watch movies I mean I very rarely watch movies um, wow for but that you, so so you don't really watch movies and watch the news can someone who does watch a lot of movies and watch the news still have as strong of a channel if they're also equally putting in those creative arts in their life and they're just kind of filling their entire life with all of it they they can i mean i had my my ex would be watching um game of thrones and i just hear like slaughtering swords in the background i was like headphones please headphones like i do not want that in my subconscious and obviously you know people that watch that stuff they'll end up kind of having dreams that reflect that but mm -hmm. um you i will say yes you can it just takes way more awareness I, you that's said, too, too much hard work for me. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to be kind of like a warrior in dreamland. And most of us are not a warrior in dreamland, knowing how to like lucidly dream and put out those Game of Thrones dreams and then bring in the monkey <laughs> dreams. Um, but you know, something you can do is if you're, most people just, they watch a movie, they click stop and then they roll over and go to, you know, go to bed. So just make sure that, that you actually have a practice that's like 10, 15 minutes before mm. you go to bed where you fill these different things into your mind. Mm -hmm. I and will, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, I have recent, like I, I, the quarantine is such a weird time for me personally, whereas before all of this I was really good about that. And I don't like using the language good and bad. I was really on top mm -hmm. of that, of filling my nighttime with, not so much meditations because that was more of the AM, but with books and with creativity because I had a full day of like really living life and I really needed to go into my creative time. And, and these days it's like morning. Is it really morning or is it actually night? Night? <laughs> I, who knows? Is it actually morning? Like breakfast for dinner, uh, Tiger King for brunch? Like, I don't know. Everything is just merging and there's a, I have a lack of, you know, by the time this podcast is being recorded, I'm on day 26 of complete isolation. Uh, 
it will be re- this will be released a couple weeks after we record it so I don't know where I'll be at that point <laughs> but my my discipline and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this I think the discipline for many people is just a little bit more challenging right now yeah. so having control over your dreams at this point like it does it does need some sense of like structure 10 to 15 minutes you're not asking for much which I think is completely doable and mm-hmm. would be really helpful because like this is such a potent time to be dreaming it really is the dream world I feel is like I was using the word colorful it feels really colorful right now so that also means it's a powerful time for manifesting what we want in this new world that's about to come about yeah absolutely I mean it's never too late to start looking at your dreams and and one of the top reasons why people don't dream or don't remember their dreams is really because they they haven't chosen to. If it's not your intention and you don't feel like it's important, then why would you? Because it takes energy to dream. You know, for some, it just really is a natural skill. You know, some, some people are just naturally gifted at, at certain things. But if it's not our intention and we feel like it's not important or has any kind of validity because it's just this random nighttime show that some people have access to and other people don't, then people don't, they don't remember. But as soon as you put your intention to, and it's funny because most people that just merely by talking to me, they're like, oh my God, I had my first lucid dream. Or they just, oh my God, I had all these crazy dreams after talking to you yesterday. And so it's like, it's almost like a dream catalyst. People being in my presence in the physical as well, they end up just having crazy dreams when they're around me. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So like everyone that has this podcast in their ears right now might be one <laughs> step closer to a little bit of lucid dreaming. Hopefully. I, I really desire for people to start looking at their dreams because there's so much wisdom to gain from, from the space. I mean, it reflects all the things that we don't want to look at. You know, people that deal with nightmares. I dealt with horrific mm. nightmares when I was younger like to the point where I, I had to listen to the most hardcore techno. I had a rave party in my bedroom in order to be able to fall asleep because otherwise my nightmares were just horrific. So the techno music helped you not to have nightmares? Yes. So there's a lot of, you know, music therapy. Mm-hmm. It would numb it out to the point where either I would have no dreams or they would just be more mellow in a sense. So if I listened to oh. any kind of no stress, relaxing music, it was like all of the emotions, all of the subconscious, all of the things that wanted mm. to be dealt with would come out. And that was really, really terrible. And so techno is a way of, um, you know, I don't want to use higher or lower, but for it is a lower frequency that puts us, it numbs us. It numbs our brain, numbs the contact to the divine, if you will. And just puts us in a different state where you the mean like are not as open. Like that kind of techno? Yeah, like major techno. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. Uh, what about yeah. like what about I've noticed? I'm not saying it's bad. I enjoy it. Right. I, like that's yeah. part of my my past. So I enjoy it, but it does have a different frequency that does something different to us. And it's just again, it's all about having the awareness of all the things that we do and how they affect us, so we can balance it out. Is there a difference between listening to jungle music when you go to sleep and beach waves and thunderstorm? Will those give you different Actually, flavors? I don't I haven't tried um I know one of my uh clients were or that's taken the dream course she was she would say that she had some issues with 
what was it? Something around getting lucid. And she listened to this like rain music. And then all of a sudden she became lucid because it started raining in her dream. And so, and rain is actually a good thing that you want. The thing is when people, a lot of people that maybe someone is listening to this and they're like, oh yeah, I know how to get lucid. I get lucid all the time. The, the problem, if you will, is when people start putting their waking symbolism to their dreams, it doesn't work that way. So I had a, a lady, for example, she was like, oh yeah, I know how to get lucid all the time. And I'm like, I'm all good with the dream. And, and I'm like, that's awesome. And she was like, yeah. And then I you know, went down to the beach and I created this fire to heal this relationship. And I did my ceremony and I was like, you did what now? Like, you know, that's not how you heal a relationship. <laughs> mm. And so it's like, but most people will, will do that. And that's just unfortunately not really how it works. So you're saying that, because that to me sounds like a spell, like then going to the fire, like the tangible and like casting a spell and being like, now am I really like doing a rain dance kind of in, in real waking life? So you don't think that holds nearly as much power as doing something like that in your dream? Um, as doing it in your dream? Well, the point is that the, the fire, depending on which fire you call upon, is, is more of a destruction. Mm-hmm the symbolism. And so if you're trying to heal something, you would work with oh, something like you're saying. the green okay. hummingbird and not destroy with oh. the fire. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So you weren't talking about like doing something in real life and in the way no, no. life. Gotcha. Gotcha. The fire. No. Okay. And, and the thing is most dreams, this is where people get it backwards again. Most dreams that people think are bad, such as let's say you were trapped in a room with a thousand snakes. People will think that's really bad. That's a, like, that's a nightmare, but that would actually be a really, really beautiful dream that could assist you in so much healing and awakening, if you will, up-leveling our consciousness. And a dream of having a pool party, being in the water with all of your friends sound like a good dream, but that's actually a really bad dream. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because flat waters, like think pools, oceans, rivers, um, anything but falling water creates emotional turmoil with the people that you're with. So if you're in a pool with your friends, that is going to create some sort of emotional turmoil, challenge, obstacle between the two of you sometime in the future. Wow. I know it sounds crazy, but trust me, I've had one too many dreams and clients as well that, you know, to give you an example, I had a a now friend come to me and was like, I had this crazy dream as, as they all start. <laughs> and um, she was with her partner. I thought they were in a relationship. I, I thought they were actually married. Um, and they were going, they were in separate cars, driving like straight ahead north while it was raining. And his car disappeared straight ahead. And because I was there with them, to me, and this was a dream she had years ago, and I know dreams happen between the moment and nine months, I was so perplexed because I was like, well, you know, was there ever a point where you guys were not together anymore? And she was like, actually, we got divorced shortly after that. And um, when someone disappears in the direction of north, something is coming to an end. But rain means purification. And so to me, that makes sense because they were able to remain friends and, and like be together, but not be together in the marriage. He left in the direction of North, which, which means their relationship was ending. And she wow. didn't know any of this symbolism. And so it's just like, you just can't deny it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that means, and, and what you just said about the nine months, you have a dream. And then for the next nine months, something can come to fruition from that dream. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I have personally, you know, I can, I could feel the difference uh, of the dreams. Some dreams happen within three days, some a week, some I know is like a, a three month thing. And some are more, I have a certain level of prophetic, prophetic, I call them direct prophetic when it's like, this is the person, this is the room, this is what they said. Like it's straight up the same. Those can sometimes take two years. Um, so it's, it's so individual to the person mm-hmm. and how they dream, but generally up to nine months. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Her dream. That's so incredible. Wow. The way that you can interpret that. It's really cool. I like that more than I like astrology, but I like something about this so much more. I feel more empowered. It feels more like it's more creative to me to be able to take these different elements of a dream of something you experience in your own mind and subconscious creates and then create a story out of, out of it that you can use to manifest your own future. Like that's really amazing. That's so cool. We're never taught these things. Okay. I want to make sure we didn't lose track of anything around the lucid dreaming. So you said that, you know, spending a little time before going to bed, if you're watching any media, maybe listening to some sort of track. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, for some people that helps, but really holding the intention and a big part of being lucid is having enough energy. So it's, I'm not talking like, don't go work out. It's your energetic body, your light body that needs more energy because that's the body that we use when we're dreaming. Mm-hmm. And so we need to build our light body and that's something that, you know, some people are just more drained than others, depending on what they do, how they do it. Um, but I will say intention um, and having the best way really is to create lucidity hooks. And lucidity hooks is if you look back at your dreams and you think of something that you dream about really often that doesn't exist in your waking life. So for most people, that's a celebrity. Every, everyone seems to have like this celebrity character that tends to show up. Or let's say you dream of your dead grandmother or your childhood friend who you never talk to anymore. Or, you know, whatever it is that's consistently hmm. showing up that's not in your normal life. Then you start just repeating, you know, when I have a dream of grandmother Betty, then, you know, I'm, I know that this is a dream. Or when I, when I see... Snoop Dogg, I know that I'm dreaming, whoever it might be, you just keep programming yourself so that you remember, you know, we have to do things a lot of times in order to program it into our subconscious. But when you do that enough, when you then encounter it in the dream, you'll be like, oh my God, this is a dream. Hmm. Hmm. I've never heard of this before. So I'm trying to think if I have anything like that. I, I'm sure I do. I can't think of it right now. Dream journaling for the next 20 days, then see what shows up consistently that's not there. Yeah. I've, I have not been doing it consistently. I've done it on the big dreams that I'm like, that was mm-hmm. really weird. Um, and one theme I've seen a lot recently has been houses, like being in a house with other people or escaping through a house, magical powers. Like there's How been battles. Um, well, I'm stuck in a house right now. (laughs) That's very (laughs) true. Um, I have had issues 
through much of my life around around home life and around feeling safe in the home and like emotionally safe and I have moved a lot I, I moved from house to house to house when I grew up all the time we moved houses to keep things fresh and now as an adult mm. I constantly want to move and I detach pretty easily from people, places, things. So I can see that like home life has always been interesting of like what really qualifies as home to me. Um, but there's the piece also about like, there's a, there's a battle of some sort. I don't really know what that is. And it's probably something internally. I'm assuming it's, yeah. not, it's not an actual battle. Hopefully that this pandemic's not turning into that, but um <laughs> No, and based on what you're saying, you know, that the house represents you yourself as you're being your, your consciousness and your psyche. And if you're having a battle within that, um, that sounds to me like what you're saying. Yeah. You're having a, a battle in those areas around home and self. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there's I so much to the dream. Yeah, there's there's one last, there was one last night that was so, I woke up. I remember going straight to the toilet and going to pee, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, <laughs> "I gotta write that down." And then I didn't, and I, it was so crazy. I swear, you gotta write them down. So many times, even I will do it if I wake up at two a.m. and I was like, "Oh, this was so wild." I can definitely remember that when I wake up. I can't, you know. So it's like you gotta. If you wake up in the middle of the night, this is actually a really good tool write them down mm. because we have we have so many more dreams in, in that space and so if you wake up in the middle of the night really take the time to remember them and the more you do it the easier it will become to remember them because you're training your mind to remember these images mm -hmm. okay can i ask you a few specific themes yes yeah. okay mm -hmm. And I know it might be different for different people, like what something might mean to them. But overall, I have a few main... Generally not. Okay, great. great. <laughs> so uh, flying, that's one. What does flying typically represent? It's, again, a matter of movement. What really matters is the direction of which you're moving. So are you going up? Are you going down? Are you going left? Are you going right? Those things really matter. Um, you know, it's kind of like a lot of it is, I want to say filler in the dream, but there's some important key components. And so you have to look at the movement and in the, in this movement specifically, let's say you're flying, um, you would look at who you're with more in which direction you're moving more so than the actual moving or driving, you know, be it a car, a train, whatever it is, those things don't really have as much significance as where you're going. Interesting. So let's say you're going up, you're flying up. That's good. You're ascending into mm. the heavens. And you're flying down. Hell then you're going hell. into the <laughs> dis destructive, repetitive patterns of your subconscious. Mm. You don't want to go downstairs. I don't care if you're going down an escalator, a roller coaster, slide, a staircase, an elevator, whatever it might be. If you're going down, it is guaranteed that you are going down into destructive repetitive patterns, which means you're creating those in the future. You're, you're bringing them back to life. So let's say you're going down and you're holding, you're, you're holding the hand of your partner. Yeah. Then whatever is a, a, a typical destructive repetitive pattern of yours, it can be 
I mean, it could be of any kind. Some other symbols would tell you about what it, maybe more about what it would be about, but you're reliving something of your destructive, repetitive nature. In your relationship, probably, too. Yeah, yeah, relating yeah, yeah. to this person, yeah, your partner. Yeah, got it. Okay. What about teeth falling out? What does that one mean? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, a minute ago, I was going to say, people always ask me. I don't know why it's on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I wrote that down. It's like I had to ask you that. Like, I, I don't care, but for some reason, I needed to ask you about teeth falling out. <laughs> Well, this is the importance. So people always remember the split second of the dream that's the most radical, such as your teeth falling out. But there's a whole movie that happened that will tell you what is this relating to. But it has to do with, you know, speaking and expressing yourself and maybe an inability to do so. But again, so much of it, like, Mm -hmm. With every dream you have, if you remember just like those two things of like, oh, yeah, my teeth fell out. And then I, you know, was on a train somewhere, like, just know that there was a whole, like, you lived a whole movie. And those mm -hmm. are just two seconds that you remember. And you have to learn how to remember all of it so that you actually know more details okay, of what gotcha. you're creating. Okay. Could you give us some more insight into other animals? Like any other animals that come up for you? Yes. Um, tigers are, again, destructive, repetitive patterns of your subconscious. It is really, I'll tell you a story. Before I knew um, all of this dream language, I had a dream that I shapeshifted into a saber-toothed tiger. And I remember thinking, this is the coolest thing ever. But I was being chased by two other saber-toothed tigers in the dream. And it was, you know, again, obviously I was like, I just paid attention to the fact that I could shapeshift into this animal and it was the coolest fucking thing ever. But I'm being chased by two other saber-toothed tigers and we're running in circles around a pond. Now remember what I told you about flat waters being emotional turmoil and the tigers are destructive, repetitive patterns. And so there is a pattern that I was living out involving two other very specific people in my life and it created a hell of a lot of emotional turmoil. Wow. And it was the deepest, I dare to say my deepest destructive repetitive pattern of my life um, that actually is a generational thing. And I was living that out, but I didn't know that at the time. I was like, oh, it's so cool. I'm a tiger. <laughs> so um, unless you actually become friends with them, um, jaguars, panthers kind of go in the same category. They're like the spirit of the underworld, but they're also the healer. So if you become friends with them, it's actually really, really good. And um, crocodiles and turtles mm -hmm. are represent abundance. Mm. So those are really, really good. Just make sure that they're not in water. Again, you, you want them on land. Um, the green hummingbird uh, corresponds to relationships. And the blue hummingbirds is willpower. I have never had, are, as far as I know, a hummingbird in my dream. Maybe you will tonight. Yeah, maybe. Um, dogs also, I will cover dogs. Dogs are uh, generally our ancestors. Um, but there are three different dogs that you want to pay attention to. It is the white dog, which the white dog, the black dog, and the brown dog. Now, these dogs represent a part of yourself 
And the one that the brown dog is the, the one that makes you succeed. If you have a brown dog with you, it's like whatever you're trying, whatever you're wanting to create, uh, be it a new business or whatever your endeavors may be, the brown dog will make sure that you succeed. It's like a, a story of being able to cross the river. Now, the white dog is the one where you will fail because you never even try. So you might just stop yourself in one way or another from even trying. And that's so if you're dreaming of your of a white dog, and yes, even if it's your own cute little white dog, <laughs> it is the symbolism of that. And the black dog is still the one you will try, but you will fail. So whatever it might be, you're you're gonna go for it but you're not going to succeed. But if it's the brown dog that's with you, you will actually succeed. And I know it sounds crazy. I know some people are going to be like, you fucking cuckoo. But just pay attention to your dreams. And if you can remember them from the past, I know most people don't pay attention to all this certain symbolism of which direction they moved and what else was there, color, shapes, all of that stuff. Um, But if you start paying attention to it, you'll see a different storyline that's actually being created. Um, but so those three dogs are really important to pay attention to. And if it's dogs in general, um, it represents our ancestors. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's say you were to um, walk downstairs with your sister's dog, for example, just a random thing. Um, then you can be sure that you will be creating some sort of, um, you'll, there will be conflict relating to your sister, but it might be an ancestral thing. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So like an ancestral pattern will get, could get in the way between you and your sister. Yeah. Y'all could heal together. Potentially. Yeah, you can. If you're up for the challenge. If if you're, (laughs) if you're up for it. But that again, you might want to dream of walking upwards or to the right with your sister instead. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it, it all starts, it all starts in the dream world and it's, it's so incredibly um, powerful. And I know I remember you were asking something about giving birth to yes. uh, earlier. And so that's like, you're giving birth to a project that's very mm literal in a sense like what it is that's being birthed you know you can again you would have to pay attention to so many other details in the dream but that is the birthing of something so if you're giving birth if you're going down an escalator as you give birth you're giving birth to a bad project that you should probably (laughs) (laughs) probably don't want to do that so for me you know sometimes when people learn this symbolism they'll have a dream and then, Oh my God, this, you know, I remember she said, don't go down. And then all of a sudden you're like going back. You're like that. This is what happened to me. And I know many other people when they first learn this, it's like, Oh yeah. Then they start paying attention to these things in a different way in the dream world. And you know, the best thing I can really say, even for lucidity as well, if not working with your lucidity hooks is once you understand all the symbolism, then you just start programming everything that you're experiencing and reality and life really takes on a new shape and form. And so you're like, Oh, okay. Clouds on the sky. That means trouble is coming. Okay. Blue sky. Okay. We're in the clear. Um, you start seeing dogs differently. You start like you start merging realities literally. And so 
you know, not only if you start paying attention to your dreams or you're literally getting eight hours more life. I always felt bad for people that don't dream. I was like, really? It's this black, right? Like, mm. really? Like, that's kind of sad. Like, yeah. if you, you gain an extra eight hours of life where you actually create your life mm-hmm. when you start paying attention to your dreams. And then again, life is going to take on a whole new shape and form as you start realizing that your life is actually created while you sleep. Most people think, oh, I'm just going to crash and rest and, you know, work so hard and I'll, I'll sleep when I get old kind of mentality. I'm like, yeah, but you could actually work a lot less if you know how to dream right. Mm-hmm. So if I was to look at this in a distinction, when you're not lucid dreaming and you're just dreaming, your dreams are telling you what is soon to be, what, what is going mm-hmm. to happen, the direction you're going. So that's one is like, basically a fortune teller. And then the other one is you're, you're lucid and you are deciding how your future will go and you have control exactly. over it and you're co-creating it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really, and that's when you can start doing, you know, you can start doing ancestral work, you know, just call on a thousand dogs and have it rain upon them. All of a sudden you're doing deep ancestral work in your sleep. Mm, calling on a thousand dogs and having it rain. Oh my God. That's so cute. Like cute. But yeah. I love it. I mean, it's very deep. Uh, it's very beautiful, but it's also really adorable just to imagine a thousand do- dogs all sitting, sitting out, just like having a, a rain bath. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it's even when I say these things, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then you want to get bit by a snake and then you want to, you know, <laughs> run to the right. And then and people are like, what the, like I will say, like dying in the dream is a really good thing too, because you're dying to a problem. That's um, mm. that's another thing. And if you're having a lot of nightmares, which I know a lot of people will deal with, and it's one of the reasons why many people don't want to pay attention to their dreams, you know, it's really just reflecting something that you're running from, or and it might not even just be yours. Like I said, it could be an ancestral thing. And if you don't clear it, then you're just going to keep reliving it because you got to change the dream in order to change your life. Mm. I had and a so very I had a very like dark dream. I had a nightmare, dark dream about five months ago and I won't share the most intimate details of it, but to summarize it, I was with a partner and I had some feelings about this person. And and this is in real life. I was with a partner that I didn't, I didn't feel like it was um, like a long-term relationship that could really hold me and my feminine. I didn't feel like he was capable of having the capacity to hold all of all of the feminine that I have, of course, I hold it first. I hold it myself and I hold it well, but I also want to make sure I have a partner that can be there for it too. And in my dream, I was taken basically by five other men in front of him and he was not doing anything about it. He was fine with it. I was upset, obviously woke up from the dream and wrote all of this down. And to me, I just interpret, I'm curious to hear what you think, but my interpretation was just that my subconscious doesn't feel deeply protected by him. And, mm-hmm. and then at that point, I'm sure I could decide, like, do we have a conversation about it? And we work through this so that we look at the ways I don't feel protected and what needs work. But for me, it was just a very clear sign that it just wasn't a right fit. So we ended up broking, breaking up soon after, and it was exactly what needed to happen. And it was, it was good. We ended up being friends, and we still are. So what do you think mm-hmm. about a dream like that? Yeah, I think uh, if that was my dream, I would interpret it very much in the same way. Uh, it's a fine balance. You know, I also judge based on who is sharing the dream and, and their level of conscious awareness, because oftentimes people will have 
know, dreams of their partner cheating. And just because they have a dream of that doesn't mean that that is going to happen. A lot of time it's, it's just a subconscious fear, but if you keep dreaming it, the likelihood of it happening is very high. Um, so with your level of awareness, I don't think it was just a, oh my God, I'm scared. He's not gonna, you know, no. I want him to be something and he's not going to show up. And so <laughs> I would very much take it the same way as he yeah. will not um, have what it takes to meet me when I need support. Mm-hmm. And even if it's, that's not the case that he won't, it's that my, my subconscious will resent him for my assumption that he can't. So like, even at the end of the day, it's still about me and what, what my feelings are that could get in the way between actually adoring and loving what is about him. Yeah. But we also have certain levels of, there's just certain things that we want within a relationship, you know, that we desire. And that's, that's not to say someone is to fill us up in any way. Um, But someone having the emotional capacity to meet us in whatever it is that we're going through is a common normal yes. desire. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. this also makes me think of, do you know who Joe Dispenza is? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't read his book. It's um... I haven't either, but I'm, I'm a big fan and I actually feel like what I do is very much the woo version of what he does yeah, that's in what a scientific way. Yeah. yeah. And I did, I, yeah, I was introduced to his uh, work a little later and I was like, he's so like, like the masculine scientific and I'm like the mystical woo, but it's basically the same thing just with different elements. And, you know, people resonate with, with certain different things, but you are reprogramming your subconscious with so many different tools. Yeah. I like yours a lot more. Um, (laughs) but I, I love what he has to say. I just, my, (laughs) my brain like needs, needs the the pictures and the color. Like that's the way my brain has to work. And that's why I haven't read his book. But, um, for anyone who's not familiar with, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, basically what he's saying is that you can't manifest something if you haven't, if you don't have any recollection of it being proof in your past and being able to see it, like you cannot manifest it because if you were to look into the files of your bank, I mean your bank, the files of your brain, you're not going to have any file that's like, oh yeah, it is totally possible to make $10,000 in two hours if you haven't done it. So how it, 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 what, what's so cool about what we're talking about now is how in your dreams, you can create that metaphorical file by seeing it happen because what he's saying is you want to see it or go find another source that's doing it similar to, to be magnetic Lacey Phillips, who's also talking about expanders, people who have done what you want to do and seeing it to believe it. And there is something really important about seeing something to believe it. And so with dreams, especially Mm -hmm. if you have the ability to control them, you can choose to see it. And then you have that file in your mind. I'm feeling a little nervous about the whole lucidity thing because if I haven't done it yet, I'm like like that that's the part that feels a little out of control for me is how do I get there because for being someone who is quite mystical and uh, conscious and has all these practices, lucidity hasn't seemed to be something I've had access to but maybe I have and I just haven't I've been lazy. I've been like, "Nah, this is my sleep <laughs> time. I know I could choose, but I'm just not gonna." Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. You know, the beauty of what you're saying there is um, that we have to see it in order to be able to do. I haven't heard him say that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, And definitely by dreaming it, you are you are creating it. So not only are you seeing it, but it's creating this reality of you actually being able to manifest it. 
And um, the thing is with a lot of his work that I know is meditation and reprogramming. So I haven't really, I would love to attend one of his courses one day um, or retreats, but I, you know, on the to-do list. Yeah. And um, the thing is, once you start to, again, learn all of the symbolism and start going into meditation, this is a big part of the work that I do with my, my membership uh, portal is all of these tools that get you into such a deep trance that you are, you're meditating on these things. And in that space, when you get into a deep meditative trance, you are operating in that same Delta brainwave. And that's where you're basically merging realities. You are able to dream while awake. And so when you get in really deep meditation, you're dreaming while awake and you don't have to be asleep for it. Mm. So you can basically dream and create. And this is where, you know, so um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, from what I, the limited knowledge that I have of, of his stuff is that he has certain meditation techniques that for healing things, and I haven't experienced them. So I, you know, bear with me. I don't really know what I'm, um, but I know that it's deep meditation where you're like meditating for just five hours straight and, wow. and like just going deep within and I don't know what his process looks like in order to heal, but I know I've heard a lot of testimonies. And so I know the outcome of, of what it is. And that essentially, I want to say the same thing because you're going into this deep meditation or you can, and again, um, dream while awake by merging realities. And that's where I'm saying you start to wake up to multiple different dimensions of reality. And all of a sudden, what is reality even? Is it this dream world where you're actually creating your waking reality first? And like, are you waking up in this life thinking that you're falling asleep to another, but it's actually mm. really backwards? You know, it's like all of a sudden it's like, wait, I, I kind of lost myself there. It's what like inception. Yeah. It really is. It's like inception. Yeah. My, my knowledge on Joe good old Joe is quite limited as well. <laughs> but now that I've heard you say that, I'm quite interested. Maybe it would be something really fascinating to look into. Sometimes I get hesitant around people who are super, super scientific because then mm -hmm. I get a little, I get a little bit lost in the reading of their work because books are yeah. already like kind of hard for me to create the discipline to do these days, but something like mm -hmm. uh, a meditation that's doing that deep reprogramming and healing on a nervous system level is so up my alley. Um, yeah. Okay. My, my last question for you before we go into the divine deep dive round is, uh, do you find that daydreaming is just as important setting time aside to daydream and to think about dogs and to like feel into dogs being rained on, or is it just not the same? Mm, no, I would say the more you daydream about something, the more you're planting things into your subconscious. And so most of the people that listen to this are probably starting from a, a basic level when it comes to uh, dreaming. And it's like, how do we start bringing things into our conscious awareness? And that could be something like daydreaming or just starting to pay attention to little things here and there in a different way. Uh, personally, I don't do a lot of, I mean, I do <laughs> daydream a lot. It's just such a different, you know, because I spend so much time in meditation and I spend so much time, um, you know, with my practices that basically, you know, be it working with the sun, working with the moon. I do these mm -hmm. things throughout the day and before I go to bed and they put me in that state so that I make sure that that's what I'm creating. Um, 
and I, my moments of daydreaming, I think is more when like channeled messages and stuff come through for me. And so, but for the general daydreaming, yes, just take control of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love daydreaming. I, I like my sauna time to be daydreaming whenever I go into a sauna mm. and I just close my eyes and I just, it's really just visualization, like visualizing what I want my, my perfect day or my, like this exactly. next business goal to be. That's what it is to me. While relaxing. While I relaxing, mean, that's the yeah. key. Yeah. It's really the key. Like you got to get yourself in that calm state and then start thinking about what it is that you're, yeah. you're wanting to create. But most people let their minds, it, like it takes, I don't want to say they let their mind, I guess they do let their mind take over. And then it's like, Oh, but what if this happens? And then what does this happen? And then you got to catch yourself and get back on track. So it's really a lot about mastering of, of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you, if you don't use your mind, it will use you. Yeah. For that right there, if anyone struggles with that, I highly recommend you get the book, The Big Leap. It is, oh my God, it's so good. It always talks, it talks about the upper limit, how when your thoughts get really good and when you start believing in things, there's something called the upper limit that every time you touch too much happiness, your relationship is going too good. There's like this false upper limit belief that kicks in and then worries galore, anxiety galore, and then actually self-sabotaging by giving money responsibilities over to your very financially poor brother-in-law. Like you start doing these Mm. things without even realizing it because you're touching too much happiness, too much goodness, and your upper limit needs to like stop that flow. Um, So yeah, if anyone is interested in that, I would recommend that. I just read it twice, so I'm on fire about it. Wow. Twice. Twice. An audiobook. Uh, Yeah. He's just really comforting to listen to. He's like a, he feels like a granddad. Ah, so this is all incredible. I'm super inspired and on fire and, and like my, yeah, my fire is stoked to keep learning for anyone Mm -hmm. else who's very interested in learning more about the work that you do and dreams. What all can you provide for people who want to dive in deeper? Uh, I have a dream course on my website, moonandmagic.com. I love your last name. <laughs> yeah, it's like both of our last names together. I love it. Yeah. Um, so the dream course is going to be a really, really supportive tool in getting into uh, starting taking charge of your life and merging realities, basically, and wake up to a new reality and gain more life. Um, trust me, Limitless is going to take on a whole new role once mm. you start diving into it. And I also have an online membership portal where basically a lot of the tools in there are to help people that consider themselves empaths. Even if you're an empath or not and you just want to do deeper self-exploration, these are all tools, meditations, practices that are going to help build your light body, understand your limitations, get yourself into a feeling space, ancestral, everything from ancestral healing to working with the moon, working with the sun, elemental magic. I mean, there's hours and hours of content in there. And those are really all things that I've felt inspired to create because I, growing up as an empath without tools to navigate all of this and natural abilities to feel and dream and all of this without any support. And as with most things, I felt like I had to go to a hundred different people to get a grasp on how to navigate just a fraction of all of this. And I wanted to create a platform where people didn't have to do that. Or it's like you can, this is like a one-stop shop for understanding your empathic abilities and self-exploration and healing and 
So I'm really like, I've, I almost like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm almost like crying. I'm like, really? I created this? That, like, why doesn't this exist? And then we feel inspired mm-hmm. to create it, right? And so, yeah, that's been really, really powerful journey. And I will say in terms of you and, and lucidity, if that's something that you're like, oh my God, I don't really know. You know for most people that start, even they'll have a dream is like, oh my God, I'm lucid. And then they wake up because the excitement takes over. And so it's a lot of practice to be able to become lucid to such a point where you can hold it in the dream. And that takes a, that takes mm. a lot of practice. Yeah. Your capacity. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting to me sometimes, even for me, I found myself get stuck in the dream world um, because I'm like, oh my God, this is a dream. And I can keep focus on something on so long that I'm like, but is it really like I can make things as dense and tangible within the dream world as I, as they are in this world, which sometimes I've gotten stuck in a loop of like, but now I don't really, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, but don't be scared. is what I'm mm. saying. Well, there is a lot of beauty. And just remember that if you do become lucid, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not scared. I'm really not scared. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. It's more like stuck. <laughs> it's like, I haven't yet. I am trying. Why hasn't it happened? But uh, maybe it's releasing the, the white knuckle grasp on wanting to make it happen. That is the key. Yeah. And I will, I will say this for people that are like, well, I can't become lucid. I don't want to become lucid. The stream world is a lot. I don't really want to like, it's too much. Well, I will say, first of all, you, you really should, if I could should on anyone, it is definitely <laughs> should on um, mm. looking at your dreams. But half the job of dreaming is understanding the dreams and being able to cancel your dreams. So that's something I didn't mention. You can actually cancel the ones that you don't want to see happen. And so that's really half the job. If you can't become lucid, you can at least cancel the ones that you don't have. But I don't really tell people how to do that unless they have the understanding of the symbolism. Because otherwise, they're going to go ahead and cancel dreams that are that are good, yeah, and the the, ba- the ones they they think that are bad, they're going to cancel the ones that are actually really good for them. And so, that is in my dream course. But I but I don't just because people are like, how do I cancel this? I'm like, I'm not gonna like you're gonna fuck up your life if you don't really have a deeper understanding yeah. of what it is you're doing. And so I will say that it's really just remembering that. But you have to remember your dreams so that you know what it is that you're creating. And then you can cancel the ones that you don't want, creating room for you to have new dreams that's going to fill those gaps. And then if you can become lucid, that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. But then you just start doing things within the daily life to really program your mind to think about the things that you're wanting to create and really feel it. And, you know, you work on your meditation practice and you work with um, just different elements that will give you uh, that start putting these symbols into your mind and you start merging those realities and all of a sudden you're going to see your life change. Amazing. And I know that your dream course is worth every penny because I discovered you from getting on my Instagram stories and being like, what the fuck? I just had the weirdest dream. And my friend Sam who went through your course was like, oh, I can interpret the shit out of this dream because I just did this dream course. And then she did like seven uh, DMs to me where she was just like speaking to me like, okay, so this is what this one means. And this is what this one probably means. And then this is really interesting. Thank goodness you were flying upward. And I was like, wow, where did you learn all this? And she's like, oh, this amazing girl in Boulder, her name's Diana. Check her out. And then I was like, then I started following you immediately and I was like, I got to get her on my podcast. (laughs) So I know that you're, I know that is full of so much wisdom and the membership course sounds amazing. So I will have the links to those on the show notes to this. 
mattymoon.com forward slash Diana dash magic and magic is with a C and a K. Mm -hmm. And before we head off, I have a few questions for you for the divine deep dive round. Mm. Number one, Miss Movie List Lady, what is your favorite (laughs) movie? (laughs) I'm going to say Wonder Woman. (laughs) Somehow I'm like, yes, that works. You even look like her. You look, you look I've similar. gotten that a lot. You look similar. Same name. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I love that so much. I could just so I so see you. No wonder. Like you're in Boulder. You've got your whatever it's called. You've got your bow and arrow. I'm um, wanting to get into archery. That's like I'm like I should utilize this time to do that. That's, there's that's a great been place. On my to-do list. There's a great place oh, yeah. in um, uh, Longmont actually. I mean, it's just like a warehouse kind of vibe, but really nice, friendly people there. I would highly recommend it. Great date spot. I went there on a date. Awesome. Okay. Um, What is one must-read book? Maybe in line with what our dream conversation has been about. Mm, In line of that, the Toltec secret. Toltec secret. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Candle or incense? Candle. Coffee or wine? Do you drink either? None. Okay, tea. Yes, tea. I was like, I don't know if this question's going to work for her. (laughs) Mountains or beach? Mountain. Podcast or audiobook? Podcast. Favorite artist to listen to in the morning? Mm, Trevor Hall. Mm. I love him so much. Um, if you're gonna go to an event on a Friday night, what is your like event probably gonna be about that you go to? An event, um, like I don't really do. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> it's like I have to be around people, and we gotta be doing something good. Um. A casual hangout. Okay. Yeah, like come on over. We'll make kachari and and sing <laughs> kirtan. That's what I see you going to. That's where I would yeah, want to go. That's, so. Right now, that's exactly what I'd want to do. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. What's the last show you watched that you got hooked on? You loved it. Last show. Um, I want to say. I want to say the Vampire Diaries is the last show that I watched. Vampire Diaries, that's that's. If that's you're the talking one with TV show, Suki? that's the one with Suki. Suki. No, no, that's uh, True Blood. Oh, I is... only know because that oh. Vampire Diaries is like, um, uh, you know, the Hot Brothers. They're vampires, and uh... I feel like I. Should... Oh, oh my god, you should Oh know. yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this sounds so familiar. Yeah, I've seen I've seen almost all of that, of course. Ooh, I love that show. Yeah, I think it's the only show that I've ever seen from like season one till whatever is there like eight seasons. It's the only show that I've watched full and but again that ended years ago and I really haven't watched anything since. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Last question. What is the meal, snack, or food? When you think about the quarantine, you're always going to think about because you've eaten it so many times. 
dates and almond butter. Mm, solid choice. Solid <laughs> choice. I must say, Diana, <laughs> you make a great quarantine snack. <laughs> it's been improved. Yeah, it's great. Mine's Amazing. popcorn. And I realized, I realized that popcorn is like the embodiment of anxiety. Like the food mm. itself is the most air you can have. And anxiety is a, is a quality of imbalanced <laughs> air because it's like way up there. It's not grounded. Uh-huh. And the way you eat it is embodying anxiety. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're, most people <laughs> shove it into their mouth really fast. It's kind of unconscious. Or the way I do it is I hold the bowl and I just stick my tongue in and it sticks to it. <laughs> And then I eat it all and it's gone and I'm still feeling like I need more popcorn. And I realized, wow, I'm embodying my anxiety with my food choices. That's crazy. I know. So I'm like, okay, nothing but curries and soups from here on out. (laughs) Bring it on down. I stopped stopped eating corn. I'm more of a potato chip. Like I could eat, if I could only eat one food for the rest of my life, it would be potatoes. Oh my God. Really? Wow. Potatoes, sweet potatoes. I do love so potatoes. Many, like so many different ways that you can, yeah, like potatoes. Japanese are life. sweet potatoes are my favorite food. Potato chips I don't mm. really eat, but I love Japanese sweet potatoes with eggs, egg whites in them, not egg yolks. Because I love egg yolks, but that gives it more of a savory taste. If you just do egg whites mm. and then you put cinnamon on it, followed by almond butter, all inside of a Japanese sweet potato, uh, you will die and you will go to food heaven, <laughs> and then you'll want to eat nothing but that forever. Uh, try sweet potato, coconut oil, cinnamon, and honey. Oh, yes. The, yes. the oil and the honey combo. That really mm-hmm. threw me for a loop, but I like it and I can do it. It's this sweet, sweet, salty, fatty, everything, carby life. <laughs> cool. I know what I'm about to go eat. <laughs> Sounds so good. Diana, thank you so much for coming on in the podcast and sharing your light and your wisdom. And um, I'm feeling really inspired and really excited to get consistent with my dream journaling and manifesting in a completely new way. You are full of just so much wisdom and so much love to give. And I'm super grateful to Sam out there for introducing me to you. So thank you. I'm grateful for Sam too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel if you've been inspired to look deeper into your dreams, then my mission has been accomplished because mm. that's truly one of my biggest passions in life to get Everyone, people to wake up to different realities. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Everyone, go head on over to the show notes for this maddiemoon.com forward slash Diana dash magic. Remember, magic is with C and a K. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio to the Mind Body Musings podcast. You can leave a comment and let us know what you think about this episode on Instagram, which is at Madeline Moon. And if you have not yet downloaded the Quarantine Cocoon, a stay-at-home resource guide for you during this social distancing, you can do that at maddiemoon.com forward slash cocoon. I have created a PDF for you with all these amazing resources that you can look into while you are staying at home to stay inspired and embodied and creative. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Body Musings podcast. We will see you next Wednesday with another episode.